today. You know, before the foundation of the world, God chose you and all of his kids. If you're a human being, you are his child, whether you know it or not, or act like it or not, or say another God's name or not, you're still his kid. You're, 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 you're his kid by parentage, by, by his creating you, uh, not by your choice. Uh, And we partake of that uh, as his child and look like him as we choose him back. Uh, so he's joined himself to us. And because of that, he's placed glory in us. If you are a human being, you carry a glory that is of God. That doesn't mean you are God. Let's not be confused. Uh, that means you're God's child. And as God's child, you are glorious because you look just like God in your flavor. Maybe you're not looking like it to the, you know, to the outer world because you don't know who you are. And so you're not acting as God's child, but that doesn't mean that's not who you are by design. And God's whole uh, drawing creation back to himself, drawing his kids back to himself is about unveiling who he is as our father uh, who he is as our elder brother, our friend, our counselor, our helper, all those things. Um, and then us embracing who we are in his image, in, in his slash her image and likeness. I say that because uh, God has feminine ways of being as well as masculine ways of being. Um, oh, I may just, because we're doing that, I'll just do my little plug for my book. Shameless plug. God, male and female, um, healing our image of God, healing our image of ourselves and one another. Um, And so when I refer to God as him, her, I'm not doing goddess worship. I'm not saying father's not masculine or Jesus is not masculine, but God is so much more complex and Holy Spirit uh, is referred to in feminine ways. Um, And then all three of them move in masculine and feminine ways. And this totally makes sense because if the image and likeness of God is created in male and female, that means God has male and female uh, characteristics, ways of being within him. Uh, he said, I'm neither male nor female, but I engender both. And that's what this study is all about, which is exclusive and so healing because it takes in um, all of humanity in, in, in the feminine ways of being, the masculine ways of being. I'm not confusing gender, that male and female. That's how he created them as, <laughs> um, in his image and likeness. But in order to engage with one another, in order to know who we are in our masculinity and femininity, we need to look to the one who created us in his image and likeness. So a deep scriptural dive with this. Uh, You can get it on Amazon, on uh, paperback and Kindle. And then I also just recently recorded an audible. So I don't know when you're listening to this, but that will be coming out. So go find it. I think... If you're ready for this, if you're not ready for this, don't worry about it. Just don't do it. It's not your thing. 
But if you're ready for this and secure in God and who he says he is, you'll be able to see it. It'll just make, it'll be one of those aha moments. Like it's always been there. We just haven't uh, recognized it. It's always been in the scripture. It's always been in that. And we're not creating a God in our image and likeness. We're actually created in his image and likeness. So anyway, grab a hold of that. Isn't it pretty? My team did such a great job. Uh, so anyway, uh, shameless plug for that. So we're talking about revealing God's glory. And I'll just connect the dot here. That comes in uh, masculine glory and feminine glory. We're not confused. We don't have to be. Actually, a lot of times we are confused, but we don't have to be. And we can be healed in that. But let's talk about God unveiling glory to us. So I'm going to go to Isaiah 61. And this is where, this is the Passion Translation. It's like where the spirit of the Lord, Yahweh, is wrapped around me because Yahweh has anointed me as minister to preach good news to the poor, to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted, to tell the captives you are free, be free from your darkness, to announce a season of God's grace and a time of God's recompense on his enemies to comfort all who are in sorrow, to strengthen those, thank God, who are crushed by despair, who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful bouquet in place of ashes, the oil of bliss instead of tears, the mantle of joyous praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. Okay, because of all that, that's why I kind of went through it fast, because I need to give you context. It says, because of this. <laughs> so God's done all of this. This was kind of God's mission statement. This is what he's provided for us. They will be known, you and me, his sons and daughters, as mighty oaks of righteousness, a plant uh, uh, planted by Yahweh as a living display of his glory. Okay, a living display. You know why you're a living display of his glory? It's because you're his son and daughter. And you just look like the one who created you. And the more you track with that, the more glory you unveil. So of course you're glorious. You're in his image and likeness. So if 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 the image of uh you know Mount Everest is glorious, when you put a mirror to it, the image the the so if Mount Everest is glorious, you put an, a mirror to it. The image created is glorious because it's an image, a hair breadth's difference from the from Mount Everest, right? So we are as image bearers. So of course we're glorious intrinsically. That is part and parcel of who we are, and we need to own that. We also need to be humble and recognize, yeah, you didn't create yourself, so you know you are not God. But you look just like him. So be humble and own the glory that you carry. Um, I got a bunch of scriptures here, but I'm going to skip down to uh, one of the key ones. And let's go to John 17, uh, 22 through 24. And I'm reading this in the New American Standard Bible. It says the glory. This is Jesus, by the way. <laughs> the glory. You, Father, have given me, Jesus, I have also given to them, his disciples, and by extension, um, us as disciples. A disciple is just a student, one who follows, one who is disciplined by God. So if you're, let me put it this way, 
if you're a son and daughter of God, he's going to discipline you. He's going to teach you, not punish you, but man, that's not worthy of you. Knock it off. This is what you need to do, right? He's going to do that because we're his kids. So because you're his kid, um, you're his disciple. If you're following him, if you're allowing him to correct you, um, and I lost my place, but I'll get back there. Sorry. Uh, okay. Which, okay. The glory, which you have given me, I've also given them. That's what we were talking about. The disciples, his kids, you and me, so that they may be one. Just as we are one. Let me just ask you, how many of you as parents want your kids to be one? Now, this is not merging together in some sort of sick enmeshment. No, this is harmonious. This is um, unified. This is uh, loving one another, right? You want them to get along. <laughs> God wants his kids to get along. What a concept. Yeah, we pretty much suck at that, but <clears throat> but we can learn and get better, can't we? <clears throat> and it starts with me. It starts with you. And we just keep on going, right? I and them and you and me. Um, so this is Christ in us and the Father in him, that they may be perfected or matured in unity, matured in unity. This is not gathering around together and agreeing on doctrine. You know, I just talked about this God uh, with masculine and feminine. I'm getting a lot of blowback from that. And I'm getting a lot of like, that's amazing and helping me so much um, because we're just not going to agree with ourselves, you know, and it's okay. It's not a deal breaker. We're going to agree on Jesus. How's that? Um, and, and not creating Jesus in our image and likeness, father, God in our image and likeness. No, he gets to tell about himself. Okay. So we're not going to, our unity is not going to be around doctrine. I don't agree with myself half the time. So, you know what I mean? So we can relax. God is God. There's only one way to the father, you know, through Christ, right? And we're following him and Holy Spirit is leading and guiding us in all truth. And sometimes we're ready for truth, like real truth. I'm not talking about funky truth, some sort of doctrine we created or the doctrines of man or the traditions of man or woman, right? No, we're talking about God leading us and guiding us because he is truth. And there are things you know in your heart that your mind can't um, connect with yet sometimes. And that's a little bit with that. So I know that book's kind of edgy. Um, but, but if Please dive in there uh, before you send me a bunch of I'm a heretic and going to hell or something. <laughs> um, but if 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 you're not ready for it, please don't get it because you're not. And that's not what God has for you yet. And there may be a time. So whatever. Hold it loosely. Let God lead. We're all good. So this is us talking about unity, right? So I and them <clears throat> and you and me that you may be perfected in unity. So why is this? This is like, why why is God doing this? So the world may know that you, Father, sent me Jesus, and you, Father, love them just as you love me. Isn't that amazing? So God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Why? Because you're his son and daughter. Let me just ask you, which one of your kids do you love more than the others, right? You know, there sometimes you have more in common or whatever, but you love all your kids the same right? And if you don't, that's probably brokenness, whatever that is, no condemnation. But I'm just saying God doesn't love one kid more than the other based on behavior, based on whatever, because he's love. He just mm, loves. Okay. <laughs> okay. There we go. 
and verse 24. This is what will connect to the um, uh, the topic at hand. It says, Father, I desire that they, his disciples then, and us as his disciples, uh, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, will be with me where I am so that they may see my glory, Jesus' glory, which you, Father, have given Jesus. For you loved me before the foundation of the world, right? So the glory which you have given me, Jesus, I have also given them his disciples, right? So we carry his glory. We are an image bearer of Christ. We didn't just do that when we said the prayer, although by all means say the prayer, it's part of the awakening and you're talking to God and recognizing what Christ has done for you, who Christ is and choosing to follow after, to allow God to uh, lead you and guide you into all truth, to be conformed into his image, right? So, um, that, yeah, absolutely all of that, but that's not when God gave you his glory. He gave you his glory when he created you. And so the fall may hide, may mar, but it doesn't take away what God has given because that's your original design. You are an image bearer of Christ. So the Latin for that is the Imago Dei, the image of Christ. And uh, you are a diamond. You are intrinsically a diamond in your flavor that carries the image and glory of Christ. And it may be covered by a bunch of crap. It may be covered by defilement and all this kind of stuff. But on the inside, that is who you are. That is your original design. So you start from there. Why? Because that's where God started. Okay. The fall may mar it or cover it or twist it or confuse it or warp it, or defile it, whatever, but the intrinsic beauty and glory of that is yours because that's how God created you. The, the fall did not uh, change your original design. It just covered it and marred it. We need a savior. Why? Because that diamond is hidden so deep. Sometimes you can't even tell. Listen, if the diamond falls in the sewer, you're going to look like crap, smell like crap, probably act like crap, think you're crap, treat people like crap, sin, 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 sin. Okay. But what does that mean? That means the the diamond, they need a savior to dive into the sewer of the fallenness of the world, pull us out and clean us up bit by bit. So we increasingly are unveiled with our original design, the Imago Dei, the image of God, you as God's glory bearer. So let's go to, sorry, I'm I'm debating, Romans 8. I'm going to read quite a bit here. You know, I always camp out in Romans 8 because there's so much, we just camp and camp and because we need to get it. Like we need to suck the life out of this. Uh, and it's endless because it's so much the completion of what God has done and then what he is ongoing doing. So let's dive in. It says, verse 16, for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. This is real, but we need to have it made real. This is when you awaken to the fact that God, Father God is your father. Jesus is Lord. Holy Spirit is, you are one with all of that. 
awakening that reality to you as he whispers in your innermost being, you are God's beloved child. Yeah, you may have done a bunch of crappy stuff, but he is wild about you. And since we are his true children, ding, da, ding, ding, we qualify to share all his treasures for indeed we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined past tense to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. That's First uh, John 4, where it says, as Christ, as Jesus says, so are we in this world. We're not waiting uh, to be, we already are, and we're being unveiled with that of who we are, which is where we're heading in Romans 8. It says, um, we will also inherit all he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified. Look at that, with him, provided that we accept his sufferings that as his own. Let me let me unpack that for a second because we could get into some sort of funky works. Funky, you know, this is not the surcharge. We don't become children by the surcharge of accepting sufferings. No, we are showing that we are children because the suffering is not the suffering of I need to self-flagellate. I need to beat myself up. In this very chapter, first verse, it says, in Christ, there is no condemnation. So you need to resist condemnation like you resist sin. But by all means, resist sin. But in resisting sin, we need to realize part of that resisting sin is resisting all these ways of being that are not who we really are. So the sufferings is the death to the ego, dark shadow shadow self, right? The, the, the. I make myself my own Lord. I, I, the independence, the kind of or, orphan hearted mindset, the ambition, the, the, the flesh um, that it talks about in Galatians five, the strife, the emulations, the, um, the lascivious or uh, lustful ways of being uh, the, uh, the dissensions, uh, the pride, I mean, pick a card, you know, the sins, like, I don't have to list stuff out for you. You're smart. Um, but all of those things uh, we need to say no to. And some of those we define ourselves so much by or all our idols. Yeah, those need to go. Those are going to go. Um, and that is a suffering when you honestly uh, want to hate someone because they have harmed you more than you can say. And God's asking you to forgive the quote unquote, unforgivable by his grace. Okay. That is sufferings of Christ. All right. So those are accepting those. Why? Because you're a son and daughter. And so you say no to the things that you need to say no to. And this is an ongoing process, right? When I'm prideful, uh, I need to say no. When I am um, uh, looking, judging people, uh, you know, all the sins. All right. I need to say, no, that, that's a suffering, right? Cause it's not fun. <laughs> right. All right. So let's keep going. Verse 18. I am convinced that any suffering we endure, get this, this is Paul. Now, Paul might've known some suffering. Paul um, was stoned multiple times until like, probably he died. Right. And was resurrected again. Um, Paul was thrown in prison. Paul was given 39 lashes with the Roman uh, whip that would 
strip off flesh. Uh, everywhere Paul went, he was crucified by his kinsmen, by his uh, whatever. Just he he knew suffering. He was shipwrecked out at sea. Uh, he was hungry. He was naked. He was. I mean, like it was not. This was not an easy call. <laughs> okay, so he knew suffering. Okay, and then he had to watch um, uh, all his churches go down. He had to watch persecutions. He had to carry um, the past of his guilt of having been the persecutor. I mean, not an easy life, right? So, but this is him. And he's saying, I'm convinced that any suffering we endure, okay, so we endure suffering, but probably it's not to Paul's extent, right? Is less than nothing, compared now why why is why why is it because you're comparing it to the magnitude of glory that is about to be unveiled in us so there's a sweeping glory that is so huge that is being unveiled and is continuing to be unveiled um so in comparison yeah it's nothing right the entire universe is standing on tiptoe yearning to see the glorious, uh, the unveiling of the glorious sons and daughters. This is, why is the universe standing on to, to see this unveiling? Oh, whoa, 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 there's, there's another, oh, there's another layer. Ah, a son and daughter is waking up to who they are. You're waking up to who you are, okay? Um, and so why is the universe like, you know, this way? Well, it's part of creation, and the universe recognizes the sons and daughters of God. And when the sons and daughters don't recognize who they are and act in that and be unveiled that glory, the universe is um, is put in bondage. This is what it says in verse 10. For against its will, the universe itself has had to endure the empty futility resulting from the consequences of human sin. And so when you, when you talk about human sin, we're not just talking about behavior, but sure. Yeah. 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 There's that, but we're talking about um, all these ways of being where we are not acting according to original design as sons and daughters of God. It's a mistaken identity. When my, when I see my identity is fallen, when I see my identity in ways that are not really who I am, uh, I'm going to act out of that. So these sinful ways of being that violate love, which is my favorite definition of sin, um, because we're called to love as he loves. And when we don't do that, we're sinning. Okay. Let's make it simple. But we're created in the image and likeness of love. Well, what does that look look like? Well, we're patient. We're kind. We don't envy. We don't boast. We're not proud. We're not rude. We do not keep records of wrongs. We do not delight in evil. We rejoice in the truth. We always protect, trust, persevere. Like we never fail as sons and daughters of God because we're one with love who never fails. So I hope you got all that, but you got the gist, right? So this is who we are. Okay. And so when we rebel against that, um, we literally creation is in bondage. And when we yield to that, that suffering was like, you know, Catherine, yeah, that, that really crappy way attitude you're having right now. Yeah, that needs to go. You know what? That's one level of glory that's being revealed in Catherine Tune as a daughter, re- reflecting the Imago Dei, the image of God, Christ in me, the hope of glory that's reflecting that. And then whoo, 
somehow creation. There's one other layer because one other uh, son and daughter is waking up to who they really are and yielding to this work that Christ is doing, that Holy Spirit is doing in us to conform us into the image of Christ as our elder brother, which is our our um, original divine design. And I will be getting there scripturally in any just a moment. So um, for against its will, the universe itself has had to endure the empty futility resulting from the consequences of human sin. But now with eager expectation, so this is creation, all creation, you're part of creation, but so are the seas and the fishies and the, you know, and the lions and tigers and bears of mine, and all of that is is um is with eager expectation. Um, it all longs for the freedom from its slavery to decay and to experience with us the wonderful freedom coming to God's children. There's freedom when you flow in who you are. When you're not flowing in who you are, there's bondage. And that bondage extends out to creation because we are the ones through whom that Christ is redeeming all things. So he's redeeming all things. And through us, he's redeeming all things. Because as we wake up to who we are, creation is released from its bondage. Isn't that cool? So we get to be about that. What an honor, right? Isn't that amazing? It's actually very humbling. But we need to be strong and take our place and firm in that because like we need to continue to bear that image against every all the confusion, right? Verse 29, for he knew all about us before we were born. Okay, so this is the foreknowledge. So God foreknew you. How did he foreknew you? Well, he created you, so he might know you. <laughs> he didn't forget. There's not a human being that kind of snuck through the human assembly plant uh, where God, oh, whoops. Oh, who's that? I have no idea who that is. He knows all his kids. Okay. So we're all for known. Okay. Um, he knew all about us before we were born and destined us. This is your destiny. Right? This is okay. Destined us from the beginning to share in the likeness of his son. So this whole idea of predestination, whether heaven or hell, this is not a, it's not a heaven hell issue in terms of an afterlife issue, uh, whether some are predestined to go to hell and some are predestined to go to heaven. It's not that crazy demonic Calvinistic, sorry, Calvin, because you did do some good things, but that sucked. Um, uh, crazy Calvinistic teaching. No, he's predestined you. What? Isn't this incredible to be conformed in the likeness of his son? Christ in you, the hope of glory. You, Jesus, you look like Jesus in your flavor. That's your destiny. Okay. And the more we yield now, the more we, this happens, uh, before we graduate to heaven or whatever, uh, we, we die in spirit or whatever. I mean, not, not die in spirit. We, we die and our, our spirits leave our bodies. Okay. Put it that way. All right. Um, better, but this is an ongoing thing even after death. I do believe because I don't think any of us will have arrived. Okay. This means the son, Jesus, is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become less like him. Isn't that good to know? You will become just like Christ in your flavor. Isn't that good to know? And the more you press into that, yield to that, suffer. I'm sorry, this people don't like the suffer. It's saying suffer to say no to your flesh, to your crappy flesh, not the meat sack. This is good. God loves this flesh, but I'm just talking about to all these ways of being that are not you. 
that are not gentle, not, that, that are not kind, that lie, that steal, that rape, that lust, that, you know, it, it, come on, you, you don't need me to, right? When we say no to that, um, it, there's a suffering, okay? But that is our being conformed in the image of Christ. And this, that kind of suffering is temporary, but the glory is eternal. Isn't that incredible? Um, okay. Verse 30, having determined our destiny ahead of time. This is our predestination, okay? Not for heaven or hell when we die. No, we're predestined to be conformed to the image, image of Christ, which is heavenly. So, okay. Uh, he called us to himself. So he created, he foreknew you. He predestined you to be conformed to the image of Christ and called you. You've been called. Yeah, you by name. Called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. So if he foreknew you, right? He predestined you to be conformed to the image of Christ. If he predestined you, he called you. And if he called you, the, the, the technical term is justification. He justified you. You are forgiven. You have his righteousness transferred to you. And those who possess his perfect righteousness, raise your hands. He co-glorified with his son. So all of these are um, past tense. So the one that is past tense, but that is an ongoing evolution. You've already been, you know, you've already, you already foreknown. You were already predestined. You were already called. You were already justified. You know, this is Christ um, who are, has already gone to the cross and the Christ that was slain before the foundation of the world. But your glorification, it's complete inside. You're working out that salvation with fear and trembling. But that glorification, that is an ongoing process. That is part of um, God redeeming all things. Apocatastasis, one of my favorite words. Um, let's let's uh, talk a little bit about the word glory because I wanted to get these um, notes to you uh, from the Passion Translation, which are really beautiful. So it says the Aramaic here. Um, can be uh, translated for doxa, which is glory, for the Greek word doxa, is translated radiant beauty. Isn't that great? You're radiantly beautiful. Just own it. Just own it. It's a thing. It's a thing, not because, you know, you created it. This is not a prideful thing. This is a, no, you own it because that's how God made you. So in all humility, and I'm not saying that in a, uh, tongue and cheek way. I mean, I'm just saying in a fact, own it in a humble way because you didn't create yourself, but you're gorgeous. So just own that. Okay. Splendor perfection. So how good was God at creating his kids in his image and likeness? Cause that's really what it's all about. If you're a workmanship, a poema, a poem to the world, how good did God do? Yeah, I know you may not be looking at, we can all point, to look, we can all point to the ways where we don't look and look like it in ourselves. And oh my goodness, are we good at doing that for one? Like, yeah, that sucks. That's, you know, we're just finger pointing all the way around. And it's actually not, you know, not inaccurate. It's just, it's not helpful. We're not called to judge. So we're called to love and what we judge we cannot love. We can judge fruit, but not people. Okay. Um, so uh, <clears throat> let's see what else I want to bring out. Okay. So uh, it, it says, uh, well, they're waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Uh, it, he, uh, Brian Simmons says the Greek word used for unveiling apocalypsis, which is the um, 
apocalypsis. The apocalypse is actually the word for unveiling. It's not for the destruction of the world. Okay. Um, the uh, the revelation of Christ, the uh, apocalypse of Christ is actually the unveiling of Christ. Who are you really? Uh, post-resurrection, right? The unveiling of Christ um, is the same word for the full title, the last book of the Bible, the revelation, the unveiling of Christ. Um, the created universe is but the backdrop for the dramatic appearing of God's sons and daughters unveiled with the glory of Christ upon them. The verb tense and the Greek tense is clear that this unveiling is un, is imminent, soon to happen, and destined to take place. God's glory will come to us, enter us, fill us, and envelop us, and then be revealed through us as partakers of that glory. And I would say this is an ongoing process. I don't think we're waiting for it. I think this is an ongoing process as God is conforming us into his, into his image. Sorry. Uh, although God will not share his glory with any other, I uh, understand that this was in the context of idols. He's not going to share his glory with an idol, but he will share his glory with you as a son and daughter. We are no longer another for we are one with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit through faith in Jesus Christ. And I would say through Christ's faith in us when he chose us and joined us to himself. <laughs> okay. Yay. Um, let's see if there's anything else. So, um, and then I wanted to make sure that when we're talking about this glory that's being revealed in us, this is the glory because Christ is in us. And that's why we, the hope of glory in Christ is in us because he chose us before the foundation of the world. If you are a human being, you are an image bearer of God, whether you know it or not, please know it because we, we need that. But some of us, you know, we just don't know it, but that doesn't make you not God's son, not God's daughter. It just means that you don't know and you are perishing for lack of knowledge, right? And all the places where we don't know, we are perishing for lack of knowledge, which is why, oh my goodness, we need a savior. <laughs> See, it all fits. It all fits. So Colossians 1.27, to them, this is the ESV, to them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery. What's the mystery? Before the ages, it says in Ephesians 1, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. If you have Christ in you, you have hope of glory. And I got news for you. Christ is in you because Christ chose you and joined you to himself before the foundation of the world. And he did that uh, without your vote, without your like, you really had nothing to do with it. You were the recipient. Uh, and the more you receive the gift, awaken to the gift, say yes to the gift, choose him back, the more this unveiling happens. And it's so, so, so beautiful. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. You know, we are, uh, we're not just little lights that need to keep on shining. We're huge, splendorous lights that light up the heaven with the image bearer of God. And then collectively we come together as one and do that. And oh my goodness, that is the manifestation of the glory, the glory that is covering the earth, the way the water covers the seas and the creation, which screams of his glory. And it all points to this glorious God in whom were the image and likeness of, were the sons and daughters of, were the brothers and sisters of, were the bride of, okay? And we get to manifest that glory 
in humility, but in standing as sons and daughters. And from that place, do the amazing things that he predestined us to do before the foundation of the world. Woo! (laughs) I hope it's been a blessing. You have a great day and share this with someone who needs it. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.